Waiting for the Man, written by John McKinley. Adapted for radio play by Ghislaine. It's late. Rick and Samantha are pacing around a dark, dingy hotel room, nervous and shaking like cats in a cage. Neither looks like they've seen daylight in more than a lifetime. The gray pallor of their skin resembles more of the undead, their eyes hollow and darkened. Despite the pacing, the room is hauntingly quiet. Abruptly, Samantha breaks the silence. Where is he? You told me he was coming. Shut up. You asked me that two minutes ago. You told me to shut up then, too. So why don't you? What the fuck can I do, huh? Tony comes when Tony fucking wants to come. He loves to see us squirming on the hook. He's gonna make us pay more, isn't he? We don't have any more. No, Tony will give us what we need at the same price. He's a man of his word. We've been doing business for a while. He won't go back on his word. Then why does he make us suffer? Tony's a busy man. He likes to see us suffer. I don't like Tony. What the fuck? Tony's the man. When he fucking comes through that door, angels will fucking trumpet his arrival. Don't get down on Tony. They pace again in silence. Rick begins to sweat uncontrollably. Samantha stares at him in terror. I hate Tony. Hey. I hate me. I hate what I am. Sam, fucking pull it together. Tony will be here soon. I hate what you've become. Shut up. I hate us together. Now's not the time. You want to talk about getting straight? The time for that is after we're fucked up. After the rush, when we're coming down, but not hurting, not sick, when we might talk some fucking sense. Right now, you're not talking any fucking sense. It's Tony! Rick leaps across the room to answer. Rick opens the door hastily, revealing a woman smartly dressed in a suit. Her appearance is more like what you'd expect from someone attending a high-end corporate business meeting or a gala event than someone you'd find in a dark motel room in the middle of the night. Her face is calm and inviting, her gaze intent. Who the fuck are you? Not whom you were expecting, it appears. Where's Tony? Tony couldn't make it. Are you going to invite me in? The woman smiles and remains calmly in the doorway. You got the shit? You don't want to conduct business out here in the open, I'm sure. Get the fuck in here. Rick opens the door wider. The woman enters without hesitation and without haste. So, you got the shit? Or not? What's this shit you speak of? Hey man, don't fuck with us. We got the money. The woman's smile widens, much like that of a Cheshire cat. She glides across the room and perches herself carefully at the edge of the hotel room's tired old love seat. What if I told you I could give you the greatest high, and it wouldn't cost you a dime? What are you talking about? You gonna tell us about Jesus? Cause I already know that dude, and he ain't done nothing for me. Nor me, for that matter. I used to know Jesus. I'm talking about curing what makes you hurt. Taking away the pain forever. Well, for as long as you live. Pharmaceuticals? Something like that. What is it? Through her calm presence, the woman glistens with an air of excitement. She stands up and commands the center of the room. The room appears brighter, almost as if the glow were coming from the woman herself. The woman gestures for each of them to sit down. Samantha slowly sinks into the love seat. Rick, who has paced himself back to the other side of the bed, sits hastily on the end of it. To call it a mere drug would do it a disservice. It is less than that, and 
everything more. It's an immortality more timeless than the pyramids. You're fucking with us. Totally free. I didn't say it was free. What I said is that it wouldn't cost you a dime. What do you mean? How attached are you to your souls? What? Your souls. That flimsy fragment of your ethereal being, which means little to you now, or to anybody for that matter. You can't feel it, taste it, or explain it sufficiently. You will likely not even miss it. Do you want us to trade our souls to get high? Not high once. As many times as you want. All for free. It won't cost you a dime. What do we have to lose? Our souls, maybe? What the fuck is a soul anyway? I used to know. I I don't think I know anymore. Okay. Alright, maybe... Let me see it. Where's the shit? Rick gets up and charges towards the woman with his hand outstretched. The woman has moved to the desk, almost as if in anticipation of this motion. The woman pulls a rolled scroll from her inner pockets. It's very bright, almost glistening, making her bright appearance earlier pale in comparison. Here it is. That's a piece of paper. A scroll or something. It's a contract. All you need to do is sign it, tear off one of the tabs at the bottom, and place it on your tongue. Shit. Man, acid ain't my thing. It's not LSD. But I assure you, this will be your thing until the very end. It's unlike anything you've ever done before. We sign the contract, and the shit's free? Forever? Totally free in a matter of speaking, but look, I don't have to sell it to you. It sells itself. You either want it, or you don't. I think we need to talk about it. What the fuck do we need to talk about? Rick has a point, Samantha. You know our names. How did you- Tony told me. Come on, Sam. (sighs) I don't know- I can't decide anything right now. You have the right to cancel the transaction within 24 hours if you want. It's all in the contract. So, we get to get high, and we can still void the contract. Yes. Anybody ever done that before? Not one person yet. That's a pretty good fucking guarantee, Sam. I'll even let you keep the contract after you sign it. The only copy is yours until I return tomorrow. Then, I'll give you more of what you need. You give me the contract, and business is business. With as much swiftness as his shaky, cold, sweaty hands can deliver, Rick grabs the scroll. I'll sign. No, wait, Rick. I'm I'm kind of attached to my soul. Your soul? Really? Sam, do you even think it exists? I'd like to think it does. She said we can call the whole thing off tomorrow. Samantha gets up and moves over to Rick to look more closely at the scroll. What if I want to call it off, but... Rick doesn't. What happens tomorrow? Then, my dear, you're not bound by the contract. We'll tear it up, and Rick can sign one of his own. I'm happy to have you both, but it is each your choice. (sighs) Okay, I'll sign. But, Rick, don't drop it until we talk. Until after she leaves. Do we gotta drop it while you're here? Certainly not. There are more than two tabs on this contract. Those are all full doses. Every one of them. That's just the way the contracts come. Sometimes I sign with larger groups, frat parties, meetings of all sorts. So we get to keep them all? They're all yours, and I will supply you for as long as you want. And it won't cost us a dime? As I said. And we can tear the contract up tomorrow? Again, as I said. Sam, 
I think this is a fucking good deal. If the deal's too good to believe, there's some kind of catch. That would be the part about your soul. I'm being upfront with you. I'm not a trickster. I don't want you to feel bad about the transaction, and that's why you have a full 24 hours. You're supposed to have three days to back out of contracts, not one. You don't have to sign. Wait, I'll sign. We'll sign. Won't we, Samantha? We'll sign? I told you I'll sign, but I'm not dropping the shit while she's here. Need a pen? In a move much like that of a vaudevillian magician, the woman produces a pen out of what looks like thin air. Rick signs without hesitation. Samantha takes a moment, and then signs her name on the dotted line. Fine, then. I will leave you two until tomorrow at this hour. Many pleasant dreams. Swiftly, the woman exits, leaving the contract behind. Samantha breathes a shuddery sigh and turns to Rick. What happened to Tony? I don't know. Something came up. You heard the woman. Are you going to drop it? Fuck yeah, I'm going to drop it. I'll either see you on the other side, or I won't. Rick sits down on a dusty little chair by a dusty little table near the door. He begins to tear the little tabs from the bottom of the contract. Wait, wait, Rick. Don't you love me? Shut the fuck up. Of course I love you. Then don't drop it. What? I don't get you. This is a freebie. Don't you want to keep your soul? What's a fucking soul? I don't know, but I bet it's something great. Like the woman said, you can't touch it. You can't feel it. You can't explain it. But apparently we can sell it. Pig in a poke. It ain't nothing. Don't drop it, Ricky. I don't feel so good about this. You're not going to join me? Don't do it. Despite Samantha's pleading, Rick moves to the bed, puts a tab on his tongue and lies back. It feels pleasant at first. Then he convulses and is euphorically catatonic. Rick! Rick! Samantha rushes over to Rick. She tries to find a pulse but cannot. A painful tear falls down her pale cheek. Sam? Rick! Are you there? I can't feel you. I'm here. But you're not with me. I'm waiting for you. Please come. I can't do it. I'm not following you. But you've got to, Sam. I love you. I love you too. But I can't do this anymore. I wanted you to follow me. Come to me, and I'll follow you. Still holding Rick's hand, Samantha stands up and looks down at Rick's slumped catatonic form, lying limp on the bed. She reaches down with her other hand to gently stroke the side of Rick's face. His eyes rolled back, unable to meet hers. No. You need to find me when you can. Maybe later. Maybe tomorrow. We can check out of this place. And the woman won't be able to find us again. Or ever. We can leave the city. Leave Tony behind. Why do you hate Tony? Rick, we're slaves. I'm done being a slave. I'll puke my guts out. I'll shiver with cold while sweating. I will ache from the inside out while my bones hurt. But I want to be free. And this is not the way. You should see what I see, Sam. You're so fucking beautiful. We could be so fucking beautiful together.
Rick, I love you, but I can't save you unless you want to be saved. And if you don't, and I come close, you're just going to pull me down under two. I can't go there. Sam, you're all too much about nothing. No, I'm not. Not anymore. Resolute, Samantha tears up the contract. With tears in her eyes, she takes one last look at Rick before she walks out into the moonlit night. That was the second episode of Scintillating Stories, featuring Waiting for the Man, written by John McKinley. Adapted for radio play by Ghislaine. Narrated by Ryan of Intervision. Starring Gila Dolce as Samantha, Stephen Farman as Rick, and Ghislaine as the woman. Edited by producer Ryan. Produced by Intervision Entertainment and What Happens After 2 a.m. With music provided by freemusicarchive.org. And artwork for the Scintillating Stories logo by the amazingly talented Lindsay Payton. Special thanks go to Gabe Romero of Poor Fish Entertainment for his original direction on both The Monster and Waiting for the Man. You rock, dude. And to producer Kendra for encouraging our mission of sharing stories with the world. Catch more shenanigans from Intervision Entertainment on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, and YouTube. And of course, on our website, intervisionentertainment.com, where you can also buy tickets to catch scintillating stories live in San Diego each month. Oh, and please find us on all the social media apps you use. We're there, and we're looking for you. Finally, instead of selling your soul, consider donating as little as $1 to Intervision Entertainment on patreon.com.